0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week.
1: I want my coaching tape!
0: <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not a, it's a little bit of a bone of contention with you on this one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this week the season is well and truly underway and we're going to take a look at uh, things as the teams start to show their hand and, start, and things start settling down across the league. Uh, so we're going to be uh, also making our picks for week three as well which includes the first of this year's four London games. But uh, first I hesitate to ask because I,
1: I think I know what the answer is going to be. But uh, how are you doing, G? I'm frustrated. Um, yeah. Apart from the Bengals being, yes, the Bengals, and I'm sure we'll cover that in depth later. Um, <laughs> all joking aside, I understand what the NFL are doing with Game Pass and moving it over to Europe, and for, for quality of the games in terms of you know streaming quality, it's definitely improved. And I, I like being able to download stuff, but I really would like to have you know the coaching tape and you know the play markers and basically all the functionality I had in the states.
0: Yeah. Well that's it and we haven't we kind of haven't got it there this year, have we?
1: No, not yet. So um, I've been told that that the coaching tape is soon, and that they are aware of these of play-by-play bookmarks. Mm. Marks. That was what I last heard from a customer sort of like support person when I was putting in queries. But I I feel like I should I should be chasing customer services, going, "Um, "You're not charging me any less for this reduced service."
0: Well, uh, let's get started. We'll have a uh, look first of all at some of the talking points from around the league, and the first one we're going to have a look at uh, involves Adrian Peterson and the Saints. Adrian Peterson, uh, running back, joined the New uh, New Orleans. Saints in the summer from Minnesota, and after years of being an elite running back, he's, he's either been suspended or, or not at his best for the last couple of years. Uh, week one saw him in action for a whole nine plays, and he pu- publicly uh, went on to say in the media that he didn't sign up for nine snaps, and it's it, it's caused a number of former running backs uh, of the NFL to come out and say he needs to kind of suck it up and deal with it, uh, including that's so that well that's a direct quote from Ladellian Tomlinson. Um, who, who obviously spent a bit of time at the backup himself in uh, in New York before he, before he retired. Do you think do you think he, he, he will genuinely have expected to come in at, at running back one this year, Jay?
1: I don't know, because partly... I think he'll think that he could probably have won the job, but it's hard to tell, because we don't know what Sean Payton told him and yeah. how honest he was being when, when he was recruited. It's... You could see it going wrong from almost the moment he was signing, because as much as... The Saints can talk about wanting to be a more balanced run first team. You know they have yeah. Drew Brees, um, so you know he's always going to dictate how you run uh, run your offense. And I just I felt for a couple of years that the injuries have just caught up with Peterson, and he's he's Ooh. never looked right since he's come back from the suspension. Uh, yes. he's had knee injuries and. When there were a lot of teams that sort of had him in and had it gave him sort of like a, a thorough check before um, not bothering to sign him and and I'm always I'd always be a little bit wary if the Patriots had a look at a player and had him evaluated for the day and not signed him and, and you know they signed a lot of running backs that, that that it was a good idea for the Saints to do it.
0: Yeah, and he, I mean he only got he got eight rushes this week, so it's not like he uh, in week two it it drastically improved, is it?
1: No, and in fairness, you know he, you don't get to be. Um, a, a, a great NFL player by um, not being afraid of competition or speaking your mind or yeah. being competitive. So I can sort of understand his frustration and where he's coming from. Uh, LaDamian Tomlinson has been quite vocal this week and we, we might come up to the other running back he's been criticising at some point. But um, I can sort of see his point because um, American football has always been very much a team game and do your job and suck it up. And um, I just feel like that is not the experience for that... Um, that Peterson's had you know for his entire career pretty much I'm mm. sure he was the best player on his high school team his college team and it, all the talk before the game against the Vikings was how the defense was looking forward to hitting him because yeah. <laughs> he, he played in a, in a red jersey like the quarterbacks and so they'd never been allowed to tackle him to the ground so yeah I, I think this is a little bit of a reality check for him
0: yeah, well, that's it. Do you think? Do you think at this rate he's going to last to the end of the season? I mean, the 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 Saints, I think, have, have refused to rule out listening to to trade offers for him already.
1: I'm not sure who would trade for him. So no. unless he sort of picks up another injury or is such a distraction he gets cut, I think he might just sit on the team. But um, if they have a need at another position, you could see because we see yeah. roster churn all the time, and they're not short running backs necessarily then they might cut him pick somebody else up, uh, up and um or move somebody up from the practice squad so um, i wouldn't say it's impossible but it's hard to tell i don't study the saints enough to know but we shall have to see
0: yeah well uh, the second point we're going to have a, uh, a look at is a bit of a, a bit more close to home for you isn't it? i suppose it's the uh, the, the bengals and they're uh, well two games in less than, less than a week in for them uh, into the season and they've already uh, had a bit of a, a bit of a Casualty at the uh, in their coaching staff. It was uh, Ken Zampezi. Is that how you pronounce it?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Uh, he was the uh, the the Bengals uh, offensive lot. Uh, sorry, offensive coordinator. Was um, he was? Uh, they, <laughs> they looked pretty poor in the first two weeks. Obviously, a b- bit more on that in a second. We're going to go into a, a bit more detail on that game. Uh, they yet to score a touchdown this year. He's been replaced with uh, with belt Bill Laser. So. so he was uh, promoted from the uh, the quarterbacks coach and last time he was he was uh, an offensive coordinator was in fourteen fifteen at miami and and off the top of my head i can 't think how he how he did particularly i don 't think he was great what What do you think of the second do you think it was justified given the circumstances
1: I think it is the move of a head coach who is in his final year and is having desperate problem but I also think that it's the move of a head coach who last year we had problems in the red zone and Andy Dalton didn't look himself and and the Bengals really struggled and that just seems to have got worse this year now with the changes to the offensive line that's not so surprising but I, I actually had to say against the Texans and considering the pass rush I didn't think the line did that bad a job I'm not saying they were amazing but things were out of rhythm you actually heard of all people AJ Green and he is not a player to de- to remonstrate or, or cause a fuss, and he didn't on the sidelines or anything, but you know he was talking about how to get into the rhythm and the number of targets he got and mm. it just felt to me a little bit like sam Peasy had got um got promoted to a level above where he was really good, and that 's not to say he's not a bad you know he's a bad coach he's he's coached quarterbacks. Since uh, Marvin Lewis joined the team and has sent both Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton to the to the Pro Bowl, he's a very detailed, orientated guy who's done a great job with the quarterbacks. But I just don't feel his offense ever came together, and there was the balance and things were right. And people are now calling for for Andy Dalton to be benched, and they're saying he's no good. And I think that's a little overrated. I'm not saying he's amazing. I actually think he's a little above league average. But I think you can win with him, and I think he'd look a lot better if the offense was working right. And with the they were calling the right plays and had a flow in the red zone
0: yeah well that's, that's it i mean it's it's a bit curious to me that they've they've gone for for their their previous quarterbacks coach seeing as the quarterback some look or the quarterback has not particularly great so far
1: yeah but who else are you going to hand it to yeah. i mean i mean let's be honest the offense hasn't flowed right since um hugh jackson left and there are not a lot of offensive wonder kids Sat around that are able to take over in week two. You are really going to have to promote in house. So, I, I feel like they've they've gone for the person who, who has sort of the the next most um, frequent relationship with the quarterback, and we'll just have to see if things settle down for them or not. Yeah, well,
0: what do you, what do you think he's going to add to the position?
1: Uh, I am hoping a bit of run balance, um, a, a bit better game planning. Just in terms of, there never seemed to be a coherent set flow of what they were trying to do I'm not sure we've had an identity since Hugh Jackson who and Hugh Jackson was doing all the sort of creative play calling and all that but it felt like that was huge in Hugh Jackson's nature and he also knew what his staples were and what to do in what situation it feels like Zampese took that on and tried to keep it going without necessarily knowing what his bread and butter was
0: Mm. well we're only only two games in the season aren't we so I suppose there's uh, there's still plenty of time for him to, to, to make an impact
1: yeah, but I, I mean, I would wave goodbye to the playoffs just because of the odds of an and 2 team making it. But also, to, I mean, we are the first team in something like since 1932 to, to lose their opening two home games of a season without scoring a touchdown. Things are not very good. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is our 50th anniversary year. Who they? Who they going to beat them Bengals? Everybody.
0: Everyone. <laughs> Run that over here. Okay, right. Week two is done then. So uh, let's have a look at some of the uh, the games. We we obviously talked about the Bengals just a second ago in in terms of their uh, their their change in coaching. But let's have a look at what uh, what what prompted that. Um, so it was the uh, the Bengals and the Texans who uh, who started the week off on Thursday night. Uh, they were the uh, the the color rush game, uh, and after a shutout at home against the Ravens in Week One, the Bengals were hoping to uh, to kind of get their their season up and running. And it wasn't the most exciting game you'll see all week, but the uh, the Texans did lead for most uh, almost the whole match, didn't they?
1: Yes, it didn't go great. I mean, let's be honest; neither team looked great offensively. Um... Uh, The Texans were actually held to 266 yards and under 98 net passing yards once you took the three sacks for 27 yards. Basically, all that happened was that Deshaun Watson had a very good run to score a touchdown, and I sat there so frustrated screaming at the telly. And then he managed that one drive in the fourth quarter where he kept throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, and for some reason the Bengals couldn't cover him. Otherwise, the Texans did naffle on um, offense. The problem yeah. was, so did the Bengals. Um, it just couldn't seem to get anything going and, and keep anything consistent. And it wasn't quite as disastrous in terms of. Um, turnovers and um picks but it still wasn't great
0: no and it's like you say that there wasn't much going there was that, that great run by Deshaun Watson who who had no right whatsoever of getting all the way through uh, to that end zone for 49 yards and uh, yeah it was it was it was not great for that for their offense similarly wasn't great for the Bengals offense was it all that all the all the points came through uh, kicker Randy Bullock
1: yeah, I mean, three sacks isn't end of the world. No. And Andy Dalton actually threw for over 200 yard, yards and didn't throw an interception. But yeah. they sort of, they, every now and again, it's just, they when they managed to um, keep a drive going, they just couldn't do anything in the red zone. and yeah. It was just the same thing that it has been, well, not only this season, but it really dates back to last season as well.
0: Mm. It's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not great uh, state of affairs. I wouldn't say. And, and obviously John Ross, who who was uh, you, you drafted quite early. Was he first or second round this year? First round. First round. I thought so. He made his his, his debut. Unfortunately, it was he had one carry and, and he lost the fumble, didn't he?
1: Yeah, and, and this is a strange thing, is that we had Tyler Boyd um, sat for this game, um, and it seems to be that he was sat for, for John Ross and then wasn't used consistently. Um, I quite look at, like seeing Ericsson play some snaps in the slot because he's really, really good, and he was very dangerous in the return game. It's not like... And I think this is why the move... move, move uh, for offensive coordinator, where everybody's saying it's a panic move, and, and obviously that's not working. But the fact and matter is, the defense looks good, and special teams look solid. It's yeah. just that you know the Bengals need points. Boyd of the Bengals need points.
0: Yeah, and and what's the uh, it, it was uh, is it is illegal touching your favorite uh, your favorite um, penalty?
1: It, it's the one that makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, I, I did spot <laughs> one in the uh, in the third quarter, and, uh, and it, it did make me chuckle a little bit. I thought, yeah, it, no, thought no, it, illegal
1: yeah. touching is is just one of the best um, um, referee calls ever. I mean, you know, obviously my fav- <laughs> my favorite plays. The safety, of course, well, and, and you know it's a fine fine set of actions from the ref on the, off the back of that. But yeah, I I am remarkably fond of fond of illegal touching.
0: Yeah, uh, well, it's uh, it was it was one that you uh, you picked the correct uh, on this one. Strangely enough, you picked the Texans, and uh, yeah, you you were right. So uh, you pulled away by another one on this uh, on this game.
1: Yeah, no, it was one of those ones, ones that um, sadly <laughs> I took no joy in picking right and um, you were busy texting me afterwards that you thought it was kind of ironic that my spirit animal and J.J. Watt killed the game he when did. he tackled Russell Bodine. And boy, did he tackle him.
0: Yeah, he, oh, he, he, I think he's still being dug out the ground, isn't he?
1: Well, you know, in fairness, is, J.J. Watt is a very large man and Bodine, for those not in the know, is the, the Bengals' centre. So, yeah, there was a lot of you know weight moving in one direction yes, on that play. yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and buried somewhere in Cincinnati, he's uh, he, he hopes to make uh, make be all right for Sunday. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins got their uh, got the season up and running. Uh, it was the uh, the Dolphins playing the L.A. Chargers. Oh, I didn't say I don't think we actually said the uh, the final score of the uh, Bengals Texans game. By the way, it was thirteen uh, nine to the Texans. So uh,
1: yeah, I mean the important thing is that you know the Texans won. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. Frustrating on my notes you seem to have got it the other way around I know I have i just won. noticed
0: yeah that was what made me uh, that was, my, what, what was that at?
1: a sly dig
0: I, I wish it was I'm not clever enough for that unfortunately um,
1: <laughs> fair enough
0: the Dolphins like I say got their uh, season underway uh, it was Miami Dolphins and the LA Chargers Chargers first game in LA uh, and the, uh, the the Dolphins uh, unfortunately for, uh, for LA spoiled the party and won 19-17 um, it was the Dolphins first game of the season obviously following, uh, following the hurricane uh, last week uh, and it was Cutler's first game as a Dolphin as well Taken over from the injured, injured Ryan Tannehill, um, one player who looked really impressive to me. I don't know what you thought uh, when you when you watched this one, but uh, Jay Ajayi has is is starting hot again, isn't he? He was he looked really good, especially to start with. His first six carries, he got forty four yards. He ended up uh, going on to get one hundred and twenty two for for the game. But uh, another good season for Ajayi by the looks of things.
1: Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. And Jay <laughs> or as we are meant to call him, London born Jay uh, Everyone, together. everywhere seems to be referring to him as that, yeah. That is, I think, his, his actual name these days. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, he looked really good. Um, there were a couple of bright spots, I thought, in your offence. Um, yeah, came out the gates looking really good, running positively and really hard to tackle yeah. and the good news for you is that doesn't seem to be a one-season wonder. We don't know how long it'll last because running backs is that kind of position, but he certainly looked good in this game. But as did, I'll be honest, Jay Cutler. He didn't look like he was turning it loose and, and throwing the ball over the place. Uh, it was a lot of underneath and short stuff and they've been conservative, I think, to, to sort of link him in but he looked to be developing um, some trust and relationship yeah. with Devontae Parker he, he went up and caught a ball over the back of the cornerback that he had no right catching and that seemed to win him the trust of um, Cutler and he threw a few more balls to him and obviously Jarvis Landry is Jarvis Landry and, and is he up for is he at the moment a contract situation for you yes, guys he coming into the off right pay him all the money yeah I know we keep saying this And you can't do that For every player But is, you know For yeah. certain teams You know There are players Which are just like Yes give him the money this is All Dol- the money
0: The Dolphins Aaron Donald isn't he
1: Yes, no, he he really is cuz he he just has that set of skills but I thought the offense looked good for defense um I thought cope surprisingly well considering that um I want to be careful how we talk about this cuz there's some rumors that, that it's to do with his mental health but um t- Lawrence Timmons didn't suit up for you and you only had four linebackers he's been for this uh,
0: game. indefinitely suspended hasn't he
1: Has he? Yeah, apparently, so, yeah, so it's actually been taken as discipline. Hasn't it has, it? yeah. Because I mean I don't want to say too much in case because we don't really know what's no, going know on what unless is. you have have other thick bits. But you know I would like to think that if there are mental health problems, he's getting the help he needs uh, like rather than so. being suspended. Um, I actually like Adam Ga so um, we shall just have to wait and see on that. But the mm. defense seemed to hold up, and the Chargers do what the Chargers do, which is keep a game close and lose at the end. Um, they had a <laughs> chance. There was some bad clock management in in that play where. Uh, where rivers ran to the right yeah, just to yeah, yeah. line up the field goal, and I'm thinking you've got one of the best, if not you know the best, then certainly in the top tier of quarterbacks in the game. He has the clock management. That you can run a quick play and try and get yourself a bit closer for the field goal, but they didn't. They lined it up, and lo and behold, the poor young. Um, kicker missed a field goal and they lost the game. It's mm. just like the most chargery charges of losses.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's it. And like you say, it is very, very typical of them. It's interesting you say that about say about Jake Cutler and, and him looking and him looking pretty solid. I I actually thought yeah, I thought he looked good. I was I was I was relatively impressed. But I thought he, they were definitely playing it safe with him, weren't they?
1: Yeah, no, they absolutely were, but I, I genuinely thought that he seemed to be developing a bit of a, oh, I trust Devontae Parker. And yeah. um, and there were a couple of balls where he, he made good catches over players, and there were a couple where he sort of had to bat it away. But yeah, I think that's going to be a case of everybody getting their time together. He had no... Training camp, so he's got to develop and work with it. But yeah. I, I honestly thought there were hopeful signs there.
0: Yeah, it's, it, there's definitely there's definitely hope there. We'll uh, we'll have to see how it, how it kind of pans out. And uh, one last thing, I suppose that was uh, is, is is worth noting. Antonio Gates uh, got his 112th uh, receiving touchdown of his career, and it makes him the, the, the most ever for a, for an NFL tight end.
1: Yeah, and suitably celebrated, but the Chargers are a funny team, aren't they? Because there's a lot of talent there, and they just can't seem to work out how to win. And and they've just had a new new head coach and new lineup. So you'd yeah. thought that maybe the old stuff would sort of have gone away, and there'd be a new a a new hope there, but. I feel I, you know I like Philip Rivers I think he's a good quarterback I can't quite put my finger on why they always manage to have some combination of injury and just just not quite there but yeah. they lose every close game and they're in a lot of close games
0: mm, they they are they certainly are um, well we, we we both picked the Dolphins on this one we were both uh, both correct so it was, uh, it was it was good for for both of us to score on that one
1: and I was very happy for you because you know <laughs> just because my Bengals are rubbish doesn't mean I wish harm on your good self
0: we we desperately needed a a good start to the season I think yeah absolutely um the my, sorry the the Minnesota Vikings uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> met on Sunday night as well. Uh, that one finished 9 uh, 26-9 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Sam Bradford went into the into the game was the, uh, the the Vikings quarterback uh with a an injured knee. Um the Steelers went six up uh went for a two-pointer but uh, obviously we've, there's been some some uh, works to try and speed up the, uh, the the game, hasn't there? And one of them is is keep is is the clock starting straight after a uh, a touchdown. What happened in, on in there in the first Steelers uh, touchdown was they they got the touchdown, they started celebrating, and they they ran out of time to get a two pointer off.
1: Yes, um, and I think Mike t- Tomlin was quite cross about that, but you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did well, was. It's a layered
1: game, and and yeah, no, I mean that would be. I mean, did you have any warning so that you could change your picks? Because I put my column up, made all my picks, and then as I was just finishing off some podcasts and stuff, I, I had one mentioned. Oh yeah, Bradford might might have a have a sore knee. No, thinking, oh no, really? I didn't Cause see that. Would have totally yeah, changed my pick.
0: I didn't see not until uh, not until right at the sort of the last minute, and it was uh, a bit late by that point. Unfortunately. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, they kept that one under wraps, and the worry for the Vikings is they don't know what's going on. Um, In this game, their problem was that they just could not stop Martavius Bryant, and boy does he make a difference to this team, because even if you can stop Antonio Brown, yeah. Bryant just took a slant and just ran past the defence, and that is still a very good defence. But of with Case Keenum under under, under centre, the Vikings just couldn't keep up with that um, Cedars offense and it's not quite clicking yet I think Le'Veon Bell is still looking like he he's shaking the rust off from not doing training camp but the flip flip, flip side of that is that he might have fresher legs towards the end of the season yeah Cedars are winning games and you know the the offense looked better this week and I suspect it will keep keep improving as we go on
0: mm, good but not great for Le'Veon bell i thought it was, it was
1: yeah it, it's just like the timing and, and if you think about it with his sort of like stop and start and how in sync he was with his offensive line last year yeah. that kind of stuff is 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 almost unique in the league and, and it can't be an easy thing to just pull out the bag that's got to be something you've got to work on and comes with reps i would imagine
0: yeah absolutely i mean one, one thing that uh that i noticed was was the vikings and how how poorly disciplined where they were hugely uh, penalised 11 penalties totaling 131 yards that's massive
1: yeah some of it was was, there was an element of lack of discipline but I also thought there was an element of home refereeing not to say because I always hate that that the referees were biased I don't think they are but I do think they can get influenced by a vociferous home crowd yeah and one of the other things I did notice about the Vikings is they 're a really good tackling team mm. and in and, and in this age of the lack of hitting and preseason problems and everything else uh, they seem to be one of the more sure tackling teams in the league but yeah they 're disciplined in terms of penalties and don't get me started on the whole touching receivers and the five yard with the first down which I think should just be five yards and if you yeah. get first down great but I think that automatic first down is just killing any chance defense has of um playing playing fair to the offenses except defenses seem to be winning the league at the moment
0: yeah they they, they do and I mean the one looking at their at the, uh, the the Pittsburgh defense one player that I think we noticed a lot in the in the first week was was TJ Watt not quite as as effective as this, this week was he
1: no i think I think I might have heard that he might have picked up a knock not anything ah. bad but I, I I do have half an inkling that I heard that he might have picked up um something um I don't know I, I should look it up but yeah no he didn't they did as a whole didn't have a flashy game but they were um really you know they were really Really, sort of yeah. solid but not spectacular. And yeah, apparently TJ Watt ruled out versus Vikings due to groin injury, so that's why he didn't um, show up on the tape particularly.
0: Well, he was he was definitely playing. He just didn't do didn't do a huge amount.
1: Fair enough. He
0: got it. They definitely got a couple a couple of assists, but I just didn't. I mean, yeah.
1: The, yeah. the problem is that I can't tell much without um, coaching tape. Yeah. You know, and I was kids. I was
0: watching the live watching it live as well, so you probably wouldn't have uh, have got so much if you were watching the condensed.
1: Yeah, the condensed. And I, I'm sure I saw his number a couple of times, but yeah, it yeah. didn't feel yeah it felt like they were not going great,
0: yeah and we both got the uh, the pick wrong on this one. We both thought the uh, the Vikings would do it and, and they uh, well cl- very very clearly didn't yes. <laughs> absolutely yeah um the so let 's have a look at the the last game uh, that we, uh, we we watched this week it 's the Cowboys and the Broncos. This one had the feel of what was going to be going to be a really big game going into this one they They both won their week one games, uh, so we, yeah really thought this was going to be a good game um it finished forty two seventeen to the Denver Broncos. Uh, I've got a, a friend at work who uh, absolutely is is a is a big Cowboys fan. who was just told me not to watch it. He says just just stay away, just stay away from it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, I really
1: enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a good game. It was, it was certainly certainly a, a decent scoring one. There was a lightning break halfway through it, but uh, which which held it up for for a little while. But uh, you watch the condense you don't get all that, do you? It's fine. No. <laughs> the uh, the Broncos ended up leading it for for almost the whole game, didn't, didn't they? And uh, I mean, the, the quarterbacks both looked look fairly good. I thought.
1: Yeah, the the aftermath on the Cowboy side is almost as interesting as the game. Um, I think their real problem was not that anybody played badly. We've heard, um, we've already heard that you know Dak Prescott be thrown under the bus by his coach yeah. um, to say he's got to be better. And the Damian Thomason, Tomlinson, even let's try that again. <laughs> and the Damian Tomlinson has called out Zeke about his lack of effort, particularly in the um, interception. Yeah. And he sort of came out and explained it later as saying that, that one of the things that he was told that it was a running back's job to to go and make the tackle up, you know, if there's an interception because you know the linemen aren't going to catch him and you don't want your quarterback running the risk of getting injured and so it's your job to go catch him. Yeah. It all seemed weirdly specific, but Ezekiel Elliott couldn't get anything going. Uh, And the other criticism that Tomlinson had was that after his first season, he had, you know, he'd established himself as a star in the league. And that means if things aren't going well, he's got to go and G up the offensive line and, you know, be proactive and not sit there sulking. It's a second year player. And for for Dallas, I feel like the Cowboys, because they have a long history of taking uh, players with interesting troubles. And, you know, let's not get derailed yet again into Ezekiel Elliott's off off field activities. But... He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that you can rely on to be a leader in that locker room. No, and, I can't see it. And I have to be have to say that um, I'm sure he's a lovely guy and he's seen, he's known by some of the guys on the In the Huddle podcast. And so the coach gets backed to an extent fairly often. But I've never been that impressed with him. And it always feels like, you know, with the... Um, the whole Des Bryant situation and he didn't look explosive or particularly good either but um, Jason Garrett doesn't necessarily strike me as a coach that has a lot lot of um, confidence and this seems to be like the overall theme of what's been talked about in this game and what we're missing is the Broncos defence looks legit and mm. what I was worried about was their running defence off the first game and I could just could not have been more wrong No, could absolutely not have been more wrong because they, their run defence was great I had no problem with their pass defence but you know, you know Zeke could get nothing going against them and so they frapped them not with being particularly splashy but just playing really solid defence and that could you know the only passes that he seemed to be able to throw were um, underneath to the tight end and that just didn't get them enough yards to win
0: yeah I mean like, like you've, you've mentioned Zeke uh, it's that was that was crazy eight yards in nine attempts bearing in mind the one of those attempts was for five yards.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. yeah, you've never seen. You know, given that he was, you know, how many was it? Six or seven? Hundred games, hundred yard games last year, games straight yeah. last year, and yeah, yeah, he was just yeah. The but, but Broncos are a difficult team to face in Denver, and a lot of very good quarterbacks and teams have put up very poor performances. I and mean, uh, Brady lost one relatively recently mm. against that defense, and Vance Joseph give, give him credit, has not tinkered too much, the staff has done what they needed, they're obviously not missing TJ Ward in that secondary, and um, they've lost a few players, but they've managed to keep enough of it and find new players to play alongside Von Miller, but yeah, they, they look very good. And Tre- you know what, Trevy Simeon, I believe I've been banging the drum on this for a little you, you while, have I'm a little. Saying, saying he's elite, but he's an amazing value for a 7th round quarterback, and, yeah. uh, and honestly, <sighs> did they try and shit Paxton Lynch... Um, because he may be the first rounder, but I genuinely think that Trevor Simeon has done enough to earn to to have this job at least for a season or two
0: after two games.
1: Well, Beringham Mighty started all last year.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose good point. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. So I you mean, hate it when I do that, don't you? Yes, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, no, you've, you've, I mean, you've, you've, you've got, an, you've absolutely got a point there. I think you've, I think, I think you're spot on. It's. Uh, yeah, I think he's a. I think he's a good. Uh, he's a good player. I think he's gonna have a. He's gonna have a decent season. If uh,
1: yeah, and it, and he looks to have made that second year leap. You know, they often talk about um, with young players. It's sort of like that first to second year leap. Yeah, where they know what they're doing. They've got the routine, and they can really work on the nuances. And it can take longer for a quarterback. But I really, it really does feel like he's made a step. Now, bear in mind, this is only two two. This is only two games and I believe they had an injury to their new left tackle. So, you know, there could be problems up ahead. But, you know, I feel it's promising.
0: Yeah. And again, it was one that we, uh, we, we, we both called wrong, didn't we? We both, uh, both went for uh, the, the, the Cowboys on this one.
1: Yes, no. I mean, we did get other games right. So, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> we ones did, we, we did. watched, we we were spectacularly wrong in our takes.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much.
1: Um, well, let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the games. Then,
0: uh, New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. Both teams went into uh, Week Two One uh, and really needed a, a win to get going. And the uh, the Patriots got that. It was thirty six twenty to the uh, the Patriots. And it was a bit of a passing masterclass. It was eight hundred receiving yards between the two teams, uh, and a, and a, a massive Gronk spike as well for uh, for, for good measure.
1: Um, (laughs) yeah I was just going to say you know Grunk's looks like he's pulled a groin um, Tom Brady looks great as ever uh, we got a lovely or I got a lovely comment back from a friend of mine or a friend of a friend of mine called Ashley who supports the Saints who I, I really don't want to be mean to them it's just that they're really really good on offence because Drew Brees is amazing and no defence and it looks like it's going to be another 7 and 9 8 and 8 season for them yeah
0: absolutely uh, the Browns and the Ravens met on uh, on, on Sunday as well it ended uh, Cleveland Browns 10 Baltimore Ravens 24 uh, they started looking good last week but they're now unfortunately in Owen two uh, Deshaun Kaiser the uh, the Browns quarterback left the game at one point with a migraine, but he did return later on. Couldn't uh, couldn't pull out that win. Uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was uh, Titans thirty seven, Jacksonville sixteen. Uh, it was a pretty low score in the second half. Uh, all the all uh, sorry in the, in, until the second half, uh, where all the the points kind of seem to uh, to come out of nowhere. But both of them are going into week three at one and one. Uh, Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It uh, was the uh, Buccaneers won twenty nine to points to seven. It was their first game of the season, uh, and they looked pretty good. It was they got a, a touchdown and ninety three yards uh, for the, the the most underrated wide receiver in the league, Mike Evans. Uh,
1: okay, I'll bite. Where does that come from?
0: I, I I think I I can't remember who I heard say it, but I I think I agree. It was somebody I mean, on NFL great player. Network. I
1: just didn't think he was particularly underrated because oh. I thought lots of people were talking about him. But maybe I'm listening to different people. I don't. I don't he's hear that. Really much about good. him. He is good. The Bucks are good, and the Bucks are going to be good this this year. I think that's fairly clear.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, despite picking up a uh, hundred more yards in, in the air than than the Bucks, the Bears just uh, couldn't really get it done. Uh, and once again, we didn't see uh, Trubisky. So yeah, keep that count that uh, that countdown clock going. Um, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Played the Carolina Panthers also on Sunday night. It was a very low score. I'm very glad we didn't uh, end up watching this one because I don't think we'd have really had anything to talk about. It was the uh, Panthers behind Bills three. I could have found three.
1: things. We've got two really good defenses there. I'd have found things to talk about.
0: You might have done. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> The Panthers' nine, uh, Bills' three. Uh, Cam's starting to uh, to look good again uh, despite struggling to score any points on offence uh, and because all of their, their points came courtesy of the kickers. In fact, all the points for both teams.
1: The only problem for the Panthers going forward is that Greg Olsen just broke his foot and he really is um, Cam's security blanket in that offence. So that, that could be a real problem for them going forward.
0: Definitely. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this one was uh, was... Uh, Philadelphia 20 Kansas 27 despite the result Carson Wentz uh, has, has had a pretty impressive start to the season uh, so far for the Eagles they'll feel a bit unlucky not to have come away with the win uh, and the Chiefs are going into week three unbeaten
1: and they just look really really good and Kareem Hunt looks like the real deal
0: he certainly does uh, the, the New York Jets met the Oakland Raiders and were absolutely taken apart the implosion of the Jets continued uh, it was 45-20 to the Oakland Raiders There was a hat trick of touchdowns for uh, Michael Crabtree uh, and it was, it was pretty much done and dusted by half time Josh Cowan, the Jets quarterback wasn't helped by his line uh, who let him take four sacks during the game so uh, yeah Carry on like that, Jets. You'll uh, you'll you'll do well.
1: Yeah, and basically, if you don't want Marshawn Lynch to dance for the camera. Don't no. let his team keep scoring touchdowns.
0: Good point, absolutely, that's it. Uh, Washington Redskins and the LA Rams met. Uh, it was 27 points to 20 to the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Rams looked like a, a new team in week one compared to last year, but they uh, they couldn't pick up two wins in a row, unfortunately. Uh, both teams going into week three at 0. .500, and the uh, the Redskins uh, were helped by a huge 61-yard uh, rushing touchdown from Chris Thompson.
1: Yeah, um, Jared Goff continues to improve but failed um, the, the, the first test of this season of trying to run a two-minute drill with a nasty um, interception which led to the winning points yes, he
0: did um, the Cardinals and the Colts we nearly watched this one this was, uh, it was the first game of the season to go to overtime it ended up at the Cardinals 16 Indianapolis Colts 13 uh, Colts built, built up a 10-point lead with uh, less than 12 minutes to go but uh, a late touchdown and a field goal took it to overtime where the Cards ended up stealing it with a kick
1: Cardinals just look like they've got real problems this year, don't they? It, yeah. It's not good. And the Colts, you know, a credible performance at least.
0: The San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, uh, this one was uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was another relatively low scorer, but it was uh, the the Seahawks uh, beat the 49ers by 12 points to 9. 124 yards from Carlos Hyde couldn't stop the Seahawks from picking up the win on this one. Uh, it was another game where almost all the points were kicked, uh, and the game was won by a fourth quarter touchdown from uh, Paul Richardson from the Seahawks.
1: Seahawks offensive line do I need to say any more
0: <laughs> the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons this uh, had all the makings of a good game as well didn't it the, this one ended 34-23 it was the first game at the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons new Mercedes-Benz stadium and they really opened it with style uh, great performance by the Falcons who were, were pretty dominant throughout this game the Packers uh, reliance on the uh, really really relied on the pass they had 50 attempts throughout this game and it's, uh, it's certainly one worth going back and catching the, uh, the highlights for at least if you've not seen that game
1: yeah I'm fully intending to <laughs> <laughs> and then Monday
0: night, uh, the Detroit Lions met the New York Giants. It was 24 points to 10 to the Lions. Uh, and Beckham went into this one questionably. Did end up playing, uh, but made just 36 yards. And uh, things really aren't looking very good in New York, are they? But uh, Detroit unbeaten so far. So pretty good so far for, uh, for them. It's <laughs> a Right then, G, it's time for us to have a look at what you've been writing about on the blog this week. Uh, this week, you we looked at the uh, the annual time of overreaction and uh, and how people seem to either panic or declare themselves Super Bowl champions after uh, one game. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: It was really just that this is always happens every season, and every team ends up either 1-0 or 0-1, unless we get a draw. And so <laughs> it's not the end of the season. It's a long, long season. Injuries are... Um, you know a a big thing to bear that we don't know what's going to happen yet so basically unless you're the Jets or the Bengals you know there's not too much to panic about so let's not do it
0: no that's, that's it it's, uh, it's, it's far too early To be, uh, to be panicking uh, To this point uh, Now obviously you, you, you said coaching tape We said at the beginning Coaching tape on uh, on Game Pass Isn't working at the minute But is there anything in particular You're going to go back and, uh, and take a closer look at Anything you plan to write this I'm week I'm going
1: to be talking about Some of the early season quality um, Training camps And some of the other bits Picking up some themes From going into the season I think And writing a little bit Around that which I've started and probably will go with my Thursday night pick and then we'll see what's happening what takes my fancy and you never know we might get some coaching tape for Friday, for Sunday
0: <laughs> fingers crossed keep your fingers crossed well uh, for all that and more from G uh, make sure you stay tuned to the blog it can be found at thewrongfootball.com.
1: are you ready for some football Right then, let's
0: have a look at week three, shall we? I can't believe we're already into the uh, the third week of the uh, of the season. We're an uh,
1: eighth of the way through the season
0: already. Okay. An eighth of the way through. Bloody hell! Right. Um, well, <laughs> well, we're going into uh, going into this week. Uh, the scores so far are eighteen fifteen to you. Uh, even my dad has more more points than me in this uh, in this one. So, yeah, he, he took great pleasure in listening to last week's pod and. Uh, and, and having a having a uh, a laugh at my uh, my misfortune. So, has thank there you very been much a certain
1: amount of fa- familial competition going a, on? A little bit, yeah. He has
0: <laughs> he has he has messaged me to to rub it in a little bit, even though he's on holiday <laughs> this week. So, uh, yeah. Um. So the Rams and the 49 is the first game. Forty Nineers are given two and a half points. This is Thursday night's game. Uh, two and a half. I don't think is enough, personally. I'm going to go for the Rams.
1: I'm going to go for the Rams and does it mark me out as a kind of, of a kind as a kind of football sicko but I'm actually kind of looking, really looking forward to this game.
0: Only cuz you think it's going to be a be a defensive class, don't you?
1: No, it's not so much that I'm really interested in the two young head coaches and, and actually offensive minded head coaches, but I just think yeah. it's uh, there's a lot of interesting um background to the game even if it might not be the, the highest quality football.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you can certainly say that again. Um yeah, I'm going I'm going to go with the uh, with, with the Rams on that one, I think.
1: Yeah, I I think I am too.
0: Um, Sunday we get uh, we get the first of this week, this year's Wembley games uh, and it's the Ravens and the Jaguars uh, can Jaguars you think the Jaguars give them four and a half points do you think they can uh, they can win at Wembley Their their second
1: home I want to say that the Ravens my only my only hesitation saying the Ravens will will cover this line and win is that um they've just lost um Yonder for the season and he is basically an all pro guard and that's going to attack uh, and I'm interested to see if that will affect how they run the ball because their run pass balance has been so much better this year to go with that nasty defense I think has been the source of their um source of, of why they're two and zero and I I think they will win. Um, but that just gives me a slight pause losing a, a player of that quality on the line
0: yeah i i'm, I'm going to go with the ravens i, th- I think they're uh, yeah I, I, I think that's
1: i'm leaning raisins. raisins raisins i'm leaning ravens I, I might be hungry i'm, I'm leaning <laughs> i'm leaning ravens, but um yeah that injury just just made me pause the
0: baltimore raisins um the <laughs> they are purple well, it's a good point. Uh, the Falcons and the Lions. Uh, Lions are given two and a half points on this one. I think this is going to be a good game, but I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think.
1: I think I'm going Falcons too. But yeah, that should be a cracking game. Mm,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, I think it will be. I think it's
1: yeah, two teams that have got off to a really good start yeah. and and. The Falcons look much better last week, and it'll be interesting to see how they do on the road. That's what I was
0: just about to say. Um, the uh, the Broncos and the Bills, um, three and a half points for the, the Bills on this one. That's not enough to make me think about picking them.
1: No, I I, I fancy Broncos quite strongly in that one. Or I think there's going to be some good defense play because the Bills, for a bad team, are playing you know some really quite stingy defense. Yeah.
0: Um, the Steelers and the Bears. Uh, a fairly big one uh, swing on this one, seven and a half points given to the given to the Bears. Is that enough?
1: See, I want to pick the Bears because the Steelers don't always play great on the road um, against teams they should beat, and the Bears are absolutely that. But the Bears have shown me very little, and and I just think with Martavius Bryant, they are looking so scary this year that I don't think there's any other pick than the Steelers. Yeah, I think
0: I think you're right. I'm going to go uh, Steelers myself. Uh, Browns. We mentioned that they uh, they look good in the. This is the. I mean. This game, Browns Colts. It's it's a straight who's going to win. I think this is this is a difficult one to pick for me. But I think I think personally, I think I'm going to give it to the
1: Browns. I think I'm leaning Browns, but there's two very important things I want to say about this game. Firstly, the Browns are favourites. Right. When have the Browns ever been a favourite in a, in our picking competition? That,
0: that's a good point.
1: <laughs> Secondly, I kind of want to watch this game as well. <laughs>
0: You want, to, yeah I mean
1: it, I, I might have a problem
0: yeah I think you do I really think you have
1: but I, I, I'm just curious to see just you know I'm curious in the Browns development and what the hell's been going on with the Colts this year
0: how bad can football be let's watch this one yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets of course I'll be going for the Miami Dolphins.
1: Dolphins Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins because the Jets just suck
0: Yeah, well, exactly. I take
1: no pleasure in this I feel like slightly guilty because you have a Jets fan and, I, and, I, and I'm singing I don't have no vent for the, <laughs> the Jets and J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S Jets 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 just to upset you but they are just not a good team this year
0: no, they, they're not even with 6.5 points given to them yeah, even I'm if I watch a Dolphins having fan
1: having to watch them on Thursday Night Football I must admit
0: yes well you've got to watch them this week because we're going to watch them the Dolphins.
1: Well, I don't always watch the Dolphins games with you. I might excuse oh, I myself see. to go watch the Browns see. Colts. I'm like very confident of you guys winning, but we'll see.
0: Like that is it? I see. Um, the uh, Buccaneers will be playing their second game. Uh, they'll be playing the Vikings, so this one's got going to be quite interesting, I think. Um, Buccaneers are give, actually given two and a half points. I think if Sam Bradford plays, doesn't still doesn't play, I think this is quite easily going to be a Buccaneers win.
1: Um, yeah, I'm yeah. It really does depend on whether, um, yeah, Bradford can um, practice stroke play. But yeah, I think it's currently constituted, and I, I'm not sure we're expecting him back this week. But yeah, Buccaneers will win.
0: Yeah, they. they, they that I think. I think they. That I think they will personally. Uh, Texans Patriots biggest swing of the week: thirteen and a half points given to the Texans. Oh, I think I might pick them to cover.
1: The Texans. Yeah. Sorry, it's just you said them and I was not. not tar- sorry, yeah, sorry. Sure. The Texans, um, yeah. They sucked last year, if you remember, travelling to New England. Yeah. and They lost quite handily when the Patriots were playing um, with Brissett. Yes, yeah. Um, I think with JJ Watt, I want to pick the Texans and they've had the extra rest, but even with all their injuries, and blimey, the Patriots have lost a lot of receivers. I think I want to pick the Patriots, but I might change my mind. That is yeah. a lot of points.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Texans. I don't think I can, I don't think I can prove uh, myself to. Uh, I'm to, not entirely convinced line.
1: that O'Brien is good, which is kind of ridiculous because he keeps winning his division. Yeah. But yeah, mm. his, his offense has not convinced me for a number of years now. <laughs> I well, feel I... like he's won because he's had J.J. Watt and they've assembled a good defense around him.
0: Okay, all right, that's fine. You going? So you going for the uh, you going for the, the Patriots? I think so. <laughs> okay, uh, Saints and the Panthers. Uh, six and a half points given to the uh, given to the Saints. Panthers are two and zero, but haven't looked great. I'm I'm leaning Saints.
1: But, see, I want to lean Saints, but their defense terrifies me. I, I I think we might ought to watch this game. We haven't seen either of these teams, and and this is a big big divisional game. But mm. um. I think I'd lean Saints to cover that.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to. I think I'll be going for the yeah, for the Saints. Uh, Giants-Eagles, big divisional clash. Uh, five and a half points given to the Giants. Giants haven't looked great so far.
1: Eagles. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking the Giants. Um, that offensive line is pretty offensive it would seem and they're overly reliant on an injured Odell Beckham and the Eagles look look for stronger and more balanced side this year.
0: Yeah, they, they, they do. I, I can't, I, I think I'm going to have to go for the Eagles. Uh, Seahawks, Titans, two and a half points given to the uh, Seahawks.
1: I kind of fancy the Titans in this one. Yeah. Uh, home team, um, they've got those two great tackles, which might be able to to cope with that Seattle um, front seven and, and the pass rush they're generating, the defense is really good. But I think the off, I think that the Titans might just be too good for the Seahawks with that offensive line, which is a real problem for them again.
0: Yeah, they, I think I think so. I think I'm going to be, uh, going to be going with the Titans on this one. Um, what do you reckon to the Bengals? Bengals give, uh, they're given nine and a half points against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to go Packers still.
1: I fancy us to cover. Do you? The Packers played with neither of their starting tackles last week. Yeah. Um, Jordy Nelson picked up a knock. Um, I think the Packers will win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if there will be a new bump, you know, a bit more of a bump for the offensive coordinator. But I just think the Bengals may have lost in and B O 0 2 and not scored a lot of touchdowns, but they've not given up much either. Mm. Um, it is in Green Bay, but I, I'm just not sure the Packers will win by 10.
0: Mm, I, I think they might. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Packers. I think
1: I, I am absolutely not going to suggest that you're mad yeah. <laughs> taking zero and two Bengals team who haven't scored a touchdown to lose yeah. by ten to Aaron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, three and a half points given to Los Angeles. Uh, still going, Chiefs.
1: Yeah, Chargers don't seem to have home field advantage. There was some no. reports coming out in States that there were more Dolphins fans than Chargers. Yeah, well, it sounded like it. they noisier. It, but um, it certainly yeah, sounded yeah, like I it on the coverage. I noticed the crowd on the thing. And yeah, with the way Chargers are playing, Chiefs are playing, um, it could be a trap because one of the problems is that we go 2-0 two. Team versus 0 and 2. Not all the 2 and 0 teams are going to go 3 and 0. It's more likely they'll end up 2 and 1. But yeah, I fancy the Chiefs to win that one.
0: Yeah. Um, Sunday late night game is the Raiders and the Redskins. Three and a half points given to Washington. Uh, Raiders for me.
1: Yeah, Raiders look really good, do they not? They, they just, do. You know, yeah. They just handle the Jets at home like they should do. They beat the Beep Titans in week one. Um unless things change I, I I think the Raiders are going to be really good this season
0: yeah and then their final game Monday night Cardinals-Cowboys at three and a half points to Arizona I'm going to uh, originally I was going to say I'm going to go for Arizona but neither of them look particularly good not last I've... week anyway
1: here's the thing I don't think we should get too ahead of ourselves with the Cowboys the Denver Broncos defence is really good and Denver is a really hard place to play I think that team is better than that and the Cardinals are really struggling they're in a dome I think the Cowboys will bounce back this week
0: yeah well let's uh, let's see if if I can catch up again
1: I felt that one way up
0: here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you've uh, liked what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like and a subscribe, and maybe even a review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. It really does help us to get into as many pairs of ears as we possibly can. Uh, we'll be back next week, taking a look at all of the action from Week Three, as well as a look in, a look ahead to Week Four's matchups, including game I'm going to the Miami Dolphins hosting the New Orleans Saints at Wembley uh, in the meantime check out the wrongfootball.com for more from the mind of G and remember if you want to get in touch with us you can either drop us an email uh, to twfpodcast at outlaw.com or find another G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at Dan. thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again next week
1: has anybody got any coaching tape <laughs>